0: Just a quick reminder before we start, while we're here to share information and support, it's important to note that we are not medical professionals. Please refrain from self-diagnosing any health concerns. If you have any worries, uncertainties, or pain, we strongly recommend consulting a qualified medical professional for proper guidance. Yours and your client's health and well-being is what matters most. Remember, as nail techs, we are not qualified medical professionals. welcome to pointed and polished where beauty meets health i'm christine your local manicurist and nail allergy specialist like too many others my allergy to nail products made my options for beautiful nails really limited the lack of education around this topic and the negative health effects i faced greatly affected my career as a nail tech so it has become my mission to make this common occurrence common knowledge and hopefully save a few of your pretty fingers along the way With your help, we have created a safe space for support, healing, and intense mission and getting back to beautiful nails. I'm here to answer your most common questions and with your help, spread awareness in this ever-growing and changing industry. Whether you are a career nail tech or simply have a passion or enjoyment for doing your own nails, I invite you on this journey with me to talk about what we love most, all while putting your own health and safety first. The phrase beauty is pain no longer applies. So let's do this. Hey, everybody. Hope you're all doing well. Um, I'm just going to do a really quick intro for my guest, Kate B. Um, Her conversation will really speak for itself. Um, I met Kate through the... Facebook group that I have started um, that you're all members of, and she really was always dropping some major knowledge um she always had wonderful resources, and I connected with her immediately. We did a recorded conversation maybe about a year ago, and this was before you know I decided to officially start the the podcast and it was just such a wonderful conversation, and we talked for over an hour, so I really just wanted to have her kind of drop some some little tidbits of knowledge here um, so people can take away. The, her interest and enthusiasm over nail chemistry is really inspiring to me, and if you want to get into it, you can hear more about how it's benefited her and her business, Um I'll drop all of her information in the show notes and at the end, and hope you enjoy okay, Kate hi, hello. It is so good to see you for those who don't know Kate. She is an amazing nail tech um, based out of Toronto, Canada. She is also a really active and very important member of the Nail Allergy Support Group on Facebook. You always have such amazing advice and resources and, you know, you re- I always feel like you always say the right thing in the group. So I, I just really appreciate having you there because I do think, you know, there's a lot of people that come into this group um, that either have just developed their allergy or just started suffering allergies and most importantly, other nail techs that are coming into this group developing the allergy and really just trying to figure out what their career looks like from this point forward. And I think there's a lot of, you know, folks who feel like, is this over for me? Is there options for me as a nail tech? So I'm really glad to have you here as as a nail tech and someone who also runs a hypoallergenic salon um how did you get into tell me a little background on your on your nail career how long have you been doing nails and you know tell me a little bit about your salon and your offerings
1: okay well gosh christine uh thank you for everything that you've said i really appreciate that and it's nice to be back chatting with you again Um, So a little bit about me is I've been running my own business for just about eight years now and I have a previous background as a makeup artist which is what I first started out with as a career choice and transitioned into nails for reasons kind of selfishly based on my own Desire to have really cool nails and not really finding what I was looking for not finding that niche Uh, So I decided to try and venture down that path myself. And it's turned into a fantastic career that has just grown and grown and blossomed, which I'm so happy to have. The thing that kind of got me, like, from the jump, passionate about the science side of nails and finding out, you know, the most up-to-date advanced information available was the teacher who certified me. One of the first things I remember writing down is she gave me a whole bunch of resources of you should be following this blog and you should be listening to this podcast and you need to know who these people in the industry are. And one of those first names at the top of the list was Doug Schoon, who is a leading nail and beauty industry scientist and product developer, and he dedicates his career to researching and publishing studies and you know, keeping the science side of nails up to date with the latest known information. So just from the start, that was kind of a basis of where I was getting my information from, knowing that it was factual and scientifically accurate, and I've just kept with it by ensuring I have the latest information, the you know, the honest to goodness truth, not necessarily compared to say like marketing or advertising campaigns or just um, you know, things that get lost in translation along the line of sharing from peer to peer. Yeah. So I've always been really serious about doing things the right way. Um, I'm kind of an anxious, detail-oriented person, so always (laughs) wanting to make sure I'm doing things as good as I possibly can, as correctly as I can. Um, Also, another aspect might be uh, because my father has worked in liability insurance, commercial Uh specifically, uh, for his entire career, so that's my entire life. That and is I, interesting. I did not know that. Okay, little little hidden gem. Um, I've definitely grown to appreciate how pedantic he has always been in terms of things being factually accurate, doing things right, and understanding risks, because his entire career is evaluating. The risk in a situation related to a business, what to do, what not to do, wow. what happens if you run into trouble. So it's always been this sort of ground uh, floor of always do the right thing. Yeah, um, this is know interesting... all the details.
0: Yeah, that's such an interesting background and a really. Awesome perspective to have, especially going into business, especially in the nail business. Because in Canada, correct me if I'm wrong, there is no like state board
1: certification, right? Not country wide. It would be a little bit similar to how state to state you have different regulations and different requirements. So instead of states, we have provinces, but mm-hmm. think of it as the same areas. Uh, in a country. Some provinces do have licensing requirements and they do have an overseeing governing body that dictates what the standards are for manicurists working in that region are. See. And some provinces do not. So the province that I live in, Ontario, we do not have a regulatory body. We don't have a license requirement. There's no, there's no prerequisite of education in order to be employed as a manicurist or to work as a manicurist, own a business, so on and so forth. We do have... We do have a health board that regulates all personal service settings. So that's spas, salons, tattooing, piercing, like any sort of beauty service related to working with the body. And we do have, uh, you know, regular health inspections, although over the last few years, they've been a little bit lax because of the pandemic and some municipal level job cuts and things like that, but typically the standard is you are yearly inspected for your health and sanitation standards, although I'd say that they are not as high as they could be, not as thorough as they could be, and they're only checking the basic um, Ontario health regulations, which also follows Canada's health regulations in terms of infection control and sanitation there's no one asking you what type of services do you offer what type of products do you use where do you buy them from do you know how to use them are they expired none of that so it's a bit of a free-for-all where i am
0: Yeah, honestly, I feel the same way about you know the regulations here in the U.S. as well. I personally feel these regulations should be updated across the board. And I mean, how nice would it be to have universal regulations? Like, God forbid—that's I feel like that's a whole that's like a whole other you know can of worms we could open with this. Oh yeah, but 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 this is great. And so you so you've taken it upon yourself to kind of have those highest of high standards for your salon and your services, you know, your background indicates really just mitigating any sort of risk that could be involved, um, on the business side, as well as just like, you know, nail tech to client, right? Like we want to make sure that we are offering the safest possible service For our clients. So how has that served you? I mean, your clients must be thrilled about the fact that you are so knowledgeable or you're so interested in the knowledge that comes with, you know, everything Doug Shun teaches and the chemistry and all the, you know, the safety side of this.
1: It definitely gives me an advantage for people who are seeking out a service that goes above and beyond the standard of, you know, a salon that you walk into, you don't necessarily book an appointment, you don't have an established relationship with one specific person who works at that salon that you can really have a deep discussion about, you know, All of the questions that you have will get answered and, you know, given the best suggestions of what to do with their nails for their services and for my long term clients that have stuck with me throughout the years and know how much of, I guess, a nail nerd I am anytime they have a question they know they can come to me immediately and i either have it have the answer ready for them or i'll go find the answer and i'm happy to do that one of the most satisfying things is when i have a brand new client in my chair who's never seen me before and they've been to previous salons and had services done and they found me either through social media or just googling me and looking for a salon with a good rating in their area And at the end of the service, getting feedback like, wow, these are the best nails I've ever had. Wow, you're so thorough, and you explained everything, and I appreciate that. And, I mean, I even had a client recently, this is awful, who said, you're the first nail technician who hasn't cut me. Oh. So just having that... um, one-on-one because i'm by appointment only i don't take walk-ins i never rush a service when you book with me you get as as much time as it takes really to get the service done correctly and with you having all of your questions answered and feeling comfortable and being able to relax so just getting the feedback of of wow i didn't know a nail salon could like this is, is really what motivates me to just continue offering that type of service.
0: What are some other resources maybe you would suggest to, you know, to clients or those who are interested like yourself, um, whether they be nail techs, um, or someone just trying to seek out more information?
1: Yeah. So recently there's a new blog and sort of educational resource, Um, website that's been put together in part with Doug Shoon and a few other educators in the industry called Nail Knowledge Mm -hmm. and that's accessible to the public Uh, they put out great blog articles every week talking about popular topics relating to the nails they have a really good index you can search for specific information it's all available free to the public, the, like the information yeah. is right there, it's easily accessible, they're in a lot of the tech groups posting anytime they have an update. Um, I find that they're generally approachable if you have a specific question, you can reach out to them and they'll get back to you. They also offer some courses that can be implemented whether you own a salon and you wanna use them for your staff or you're just an individual person that wants to learn more. That's a really good resource. Um, It can be tricky determining what is correct, what is factual. You know, you definitely have to do sort of your fact checking when you're looking things up on the internet. Are there studies that they are linking to that they have sources for? You know, is there um, an actual scientist behind what's being written? Or is it sponsored by a company or maybe trying to market a specific product that they think will fit your needs? It's always good to go for sort of an unbiased, non-promotional, not selling anything, just, just informational source to make sure that you're getting something without a, a motive behind it that might not necessarily be completely accurate.
0: Yeah, this is such. I mean, this is huge. This is like what I'm shouting from the rooftops every day, right? With, um, especially, especially folks who um, maybe aren't professionals or maybe don't have access to a professional like yourself that can really tailor a service to them. You know, to really be wary and understand how to find products you know, for yourself that are safe for you, whether it's an allergy, or you just kind of want something that's, you know, quote, a little bit safer, right? Like, I think that's an important note to make, because if you are going to start searching, even just hypoallergenic polishes, or "Quote safe polishes or whatever," you're going to get a slew of results, and they're all going to be from the brands themselves.
1: Yeah. And
0: I think that's really important to note. To find, um, you know, resource like Nail Knowledge is is awesome um, that can really kind of give you more fact based that isn't a brand saying here's why we are quote safer than than all of the other ones right here's here's yeah. why we're the best and here's why our formula is the best because you know it's all pretty much the same thing at the at the end of the day it's really just kind of knowing you know more about that so would love to for you to drop a little more knowledge on us in in that respect because not everyone has access to a tech like you, right? We hear this all the time. How do I find a tech that understands these things? So if if someone is like, you know, what I just I can't do the salon anymore. I'm gonna go down that road. I'm gonna DIY. I'm gonna find the best products for me. What are some of your top tips um, in helping folks shop for for these
1: things, um, especially because they're probably doing it online? They are probably doing it online. I'm, no one's going to like to hear this, but my top tip is probably going to be maybe don't. Um, the The chemicals that these products are made up of, they're not simple cosmetics. They are a lot more reactive, a lot more volatile. It's very easy to accidentally give yourself some sort of skin reaction or even develop an allergy because they need to be used in a really controlled setting. You need to completely follow the manufacturer directions. You always have to work in a well-ventilated area. You will likely need some sort of PPE, personal protective equipment, whether it's gloves or eye protection or breathing protection like a mask, a dust extractor. This isn't really something I recommend you just, you know, plopping down in your living room and throwing on a movie and just having at it. Um, And that's me specifically talking about nail enhancement products. So your gel, gel polish, acrylic, poly gel nail polish has been generally deemed safe since its invention so that's a safe idea um, there are amazing styles of press-on nails that you you can order online from nail technicians who design them but even the ones at drugstores, like i was in a walmart recently and i was blown away by the selection of like cute nail designs on right? press-ons we didn't have those when i started doing nails when i started Same. doing nails there were boxes of like short square press-ons usually with, not decorated they might with be like, french tip french yeah <laughs> french or like a dot on yeah. them like everyone is so lucky to have like at their fingertips literally like designer literally. looking press-on nails um but if you, if you really are wanting to go that DIY route, it's, it's actually gonna be very difficult for you to find a product that I would consider safe enough. Most of the products that are just available online, you know, in mass, you can order them with a click of the button, they're very inexpensive, they seem easy, those are usually products that are not professional quality. They are not being made by companies that have big research and development teams or on-site chemists or uh, you know, a legal team to ensure that they are covering their butts in terms of liability and that goes back to risk. Uh, a lot of them are manufactured in countries that don't have the same cosmetic safety regulations than North America or Europe does. Um, And the really good quality products that have all of that, they mainly sell to the professional, the licensed nail technician, because they want to ensure that their products are used correctly so that you get the results that you're looking for and you still avoid those risks. Because even the highest quality, top of the line, most expensive, most professional quality product still contains the same types of ingredients that can give you the allergies that the ones you get on Amazon. Yep. Yeah. So I'd really, yeah. I mean, you're, you could be lucky, but you could not. And it's, it, there's no way to determine with a hundred percent accuracy what, what's going to happen when you start t- playing with these products and touching these products. Right. I mean, service breakdown can really
0: happen at any point, even, you know, especially for the professional, right? You use a, you use a gel lamp, you know, a hundred times a day, every day. At some point, you know, that lamp is going to have to be replaced. So it's like, were you using that lamp, you know, on the 1000th service? Is that when the service started to break down? Or, you know, you ran out of one top coat, so you used a different brand top coat, you know, like this breakdown can happen at any point, which means we're already opening the door for these risks. You know, so that's that's always something. Um, you know, I like to I like to point out what would be um, some recommendations for other nail techs. We just, you know, I touched on service breakdown a little bit, but as As a licensed professional, I don't see clients regularly the way you do. I don't have um, an open salon where people come in and out and I don't have books all the time. So my products like a little really goes a long way for me. So what would be some of your tips for um, nail techs to maybe avoid service breakdowns or maybe just something you have in your own experience, you know, to be sure that we're always kind of eliminating that risk, right, that we've talked about?
1: Yeah, some of, some of the risks or ways to eliminate that risk would be to invest in a really good quality professional product line that has educators that they hire or work with or customer service that you can reach out to to troubleshoot if you're having any issues or you need assistance figuring out how exactly the system works. Um, you also want to not rush your services because I think that's where a lot of the mistakes happen. Um, if you're if you're working too quickly you know you might not be as careful or meticulous with the product, you might be accidentally getting product on the client's skin when you're in a rush, you might be uh, filing a little bit too much or being a little bit too abrasive on the client's nails and skin which can compromise their skin barrier and when you have broken skin, it's more susceptible to those allergens getting in. Um, I, my standard is that I never cut any tissue around the nail unless it's like flying around in the air, like it's going to catch on their clothes and snag and hurt because your like, your skin is one of your biggest defense systems and it's a big part of your immune system. So we have to make sure that we're keeping the client's skin as healthy and intact as possible and a lot of that is home care as well the client needs to moisturize they need to use their oil so we need to educate our clients on how to keep their nails and skin healthy after they leave the salon because you also have an obligation you've put a product on their nails they're gonna wear it for you know three plus weeks You know, you have a responsibility to make sure that while they have your product on their body, it's going to be safe and it's going to, you know, not cause excessive damage. It's not going to, you know, cause a problem. So a lot of it is just the responsibility of caring and ensuring that the client is, you know, beyond just sitting in your chair, understands, you know, what to look for if they're starting to have an issue with their nails you know is the nail starting to feel different is there you know strange sensations like burning or tingling or itching after getting their nails done or anything like that and that's that's your first sort of red flag like stop everything and figure out what's going on don't ignore it don't just try another product like you really need to figure it out because we're dealing with our client's health and their immune systems and the potential for a permanent allergy could be life-changing for someone.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we see it every day in the group, you know, not just nail textbook clients as well. You know, for me, I was a client for 15 years before I decided to go, you know, and do nails for myself and get licensed. And it was, you know, a lot of people say, oh, it came on so suddenly, right? Like, oh, like I was doing nails. And then all of a sudden, right, my hands were on fire, and I couldn't wear nails, you know, I couldn't do my nails anymore. But it is, you know, it's not a slow burn, but there are signs, right? There's signs of that. So I think these are like really good points to touch upon as soon, you know, having that one-on-one relationship with your clients and really being able to talk about what's going on. Oh, you know, they kind of itched for one day after after this or like i noticed they felt a little swollen after like these are the red flags these are the signs that we need to look out for because as soon as that happens four five six times next thing you know you're in the emergency room the way i was we get a lot of the same questions in the group every day right so i'm wondering you know kind of what are some of the things that really stand out to you that people are asking you or that you've noticed
1: I can think of specifically two things that I find myself repeatedly explaining to Nail techs or clients Mostly nail techs in in groups and online and social media The first one is there's no nail lamp that works with every single system of gel Some companies will try and convince you of that to sell you their product and some people will justify the Well, I've been doing it for X number of years, and I've never had any problems, so it must be fine. And that's all well and good on the surface, but we have to talk about the actual science behind how these products work. All gel products are specifically formulated to cure in a lamp that emits a certain range of wavelengths of light. Um, It's a pretty narrow range, but there are some that are different than others. They're not all the exact same range of light. So when a company formulates their product, they know that it needs to cure under UV light. So they're also working with a specific light for them to work together correctly. And there's not really any way for us to know just with our naked eye, that that specific lamp has fully cured that gel product. And this is the second thing that I'm always explaining is that all nail enhancement products, and this counts for acrylic as well, they will appear completely hardened at only around 50% of the way cured or polymerized when all the molecules join together, they form their links and they firm up. So you could accidentally be curing a gel in a lamp that you think is working fine and it's only getting 50 or 60 or 75 or however many percent up the way cured not knowing that you have still reactive molecules of the the acrylate chemicals, those are the ones that cause the skin reactions trapped within that nice firm hardened surface and when you go to file that product and you create dust from filing or you soak off that product and it dissolves in the acetone that's when you can really come in contact with that uncured gel it's not necessarily just oops you accidentally brushed a little bit on the side of the finger it's You've created an entire cloud of dust that has now filled your salon, unless you have a very sophisticated dust extraction system, you're running a HEPA filter, you have fresh air feeding in all the time, and it lingers in the air like air pollution. And eventually all those particles floating in the air will land on surfaces, including you and your client. They can get breathed in, they can get in your eyes, they can get on your skin. Like That's one of the biggest ways that we get exposed to those chemicals so it's it's super important to understand the chemistry behind how the products were and know that you may accidentally be exposing yourself and your client to these uncured molecules yeah. accidentally like without yeah. without even realizing it because it looks hard it feels fine yes. you know it lasts a couple of weeks before it chips it's everything seems fine but on a chemistry level it's not yeah how are we supposed to know well there are there are scientific measuring tools that are not necessarily accessible to the average person um but what you really need to do is just sort of trust your manufacturer which is why it goes back to getting a professional brand who have research and development, who have chemists who test these products because in the factory, they are measuring all of that scientific information. They are checking to see, are we reaching optimal cure? And if you have a good quality brand that stands behind their products and you follow their directions the way that they have produced the product, you're going to be the least likely to run into yeah. these pro- problems, and i'll I'll never say that everything is a hundred percent fail safe there's no there's no way to work with a hundred percent risk aversion right. you can't right so we do our best
0: no yeah that's, these are all amazing tips. And, you know, I think that is always the question, oh, well, how do I know it's fully cured? How do I know my lamp isn't working right? And, you know, really kind of getting behind a brand that you trust, that is transparent, that is, you know, has that research team. These are all just amazing points to make, because not only that, if there is service breakdown, or like you said, there's no 100% guarantee, right? But if they If they have all these things in place, they also have a customer service team in place too, specifically for the nail tech. They will take care of you. So, you know, if you say, hey, my lamp isn't curing right, you know, they should be able to help take care of it. Same thing when you are looking for brands and you want to know, you want to like acquire the SDS sheet or get any information preliminarily before buying it, a good reputable brand will should be able to share those things with you, uh, prior to purchase. So that's the other thing I always like to tell folks as well. You know, if you are, if you are concerned about a system or you want to know more, a good company will share that information with you.
1: Yeah, definitely. And for a lot of cosmetic products, I think Canada wide companies are legally required to make their SDS available and for anyone who's unfamiliar the SDS that's an acronym for something called a safety data sheet it used to be called an MSDS, a material safety data sheet, and there are still a few countries in the world that use that system of logging information. And what that sheet tells you is if there are any chemicals in the product that can be considered hazardous in any way. So that means flammable, combustible, reactive can cause sensitivity to skin or eyes or your respiratory system. That all needs to be legally stated. It has to show what percentage of the product is and it also has to give you safety information on what to do if you accidentally are overexposed to the product or you get it in your eyes that type of thing. So any company that's not willing to provide that to a customer or even a potential customer, I personally wouldn't trust. Yeah, exactly.
0: I know this this is like the kind of the number one thing I'm always telling people like you got to, you got to just get the information for yourself. And if someone's not going to provide the information, well, then it's probably not the company for you or probably not the brand for you. Yeah. Um, Kate, you have, these droplets of wisdom are just incredible. (laughs) I, I appreciate your knowledge so much. I feel like, you know, I wish we could just talk all day. And I do hope to have another conversation with you again soon because I know everyone, you know, in the group and I know our listeners, um, you know, are really going to come up with more questions for you. But, you know, I want to tell everyone where to find you. Um, I also want to let everyone know that Kate is an active member of the Facebook um, group, Nail Allergy Disease Disorder and Support Group. Um, Feel free to tag us. Maybe I'll tag you in if you're comfortable with that. I think, you know... If, you know, if she doesn't have the answer, she's got the best resources all the time. So, you know, the information is out there and my goal of these conversations is to just have the conversation more and to just get more of these out there, right? Like instead of finding some obscure science journal, you know, from the UK where someone research, right? Like we really want these conversations (laughs) to be super common and super accessible and not intimidating to have. That's, that's the goal here. So always appreciate everything. Where can
1: we find you on social? So, you can find me on social media just about anywhere under my salon name, which is Nail Candy, Candy with a K. So, N A I L K A N D Y. I'm on Instagram mostly, uh, a little bit on Facebook. Uh, I do have a YouTube channel with some old, silly nail react videos that I'd like to do more if I ever have the free time. And then you'll find me in the Facebook group as Kate B, B B-E-E. So it's just the short form of what my last name is.
0: Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, this has been great. Thank you for hosting. It's nice to chat and hope we can do it again soon. What an
0: amazing conversation. I always enjoy talking to Kate and I can't wait to talk to her again. But here are some of the takeaways from today's conversation. One, when exploring content, take into consideration the motivation behind that information. Are they here to show maybe some findings backed by some research, or are they here to sell you a product? While consuming all of this is okay, just keep in mind the actual motivation behind it. Two, evaluate risk no matter your situation. All nail enhancement products pose risk. If you are a tech, be diligent in understanding your products and how they can affect your clients. Work to create a salon that is rooted in safety first. Remember, you have an obligation to your client, even after they leave the salon, that the products we put on them will be safe until they return. If you are shopping for yourself and maybe don't care to do further research, practice proper methods, invest in PPE, work in the controlled environment, and maybe you don't have the full confidence that your skills can accidentally expose yourself, then really take a moment to consider that risk. There's still lots of safer alternatives out there that allow for really cute nails because I can tell you that these allergies are painful and irreversible. And I can tell you firsthand that owning a pot of gel really isn't worth the pain that I went through and others have gone through. Three, don't ignore any signs of something not feeling right. Remember, beauty is pain is not a thing anymore. We deal with our skin and the immune system. The first inkling of something not being right should always be a red flag. For more information on what you heard today, please check out the show notes where we'll share all links discussed today. You can also check out the information on all episodes and communities at pointedandpolished.com. If you know anyone who may enjoy this conversation, please subscribe and share it with a friend. This podcast is inspired by the amazing support I receive through my online communities. If you're looking for support in exploring your own nail allergies, please join the Nail Allergies Disease and Disorder Facebook group. If you're a nail tech, in-training, an educator, or content creator that wants to commit to quality nail education, health and safety practices, and speak up about the awareness of nail product allergies, then I invite you to my newest community, the Polished Nail Pro. The Polished Nail Pro is a growing, dedicated team of beauty industry pros committed to safe and healthy practices, modern education, safe content, and aim to provide resources you need for promoting your own nail course or to run a salon safe for sensitive clients. There are so many clients seeking salons to fit their sensitive needs. If you would like your salon featured, please help me grow this community and let's support one another. Right now, I am doing a series of giveaways in our Facebook group when you subscribe, rate, and write a review of the podcast for a chance to win some quality nail products that are 100% pointed and polished approved. Lastly, my door is always open. If you have any questions or comments about this episode or think yourself or someone you know would be a great guest for the show, please reach out. I can be reached directly through my website, pointedandpolished.com, in DMs through Facebook and my name, Christine Stober, or through Instagram and TikTok at Pointed and Polished. Thank you to all my incredible listeners for helping spread this information and awareness, and I look forward to speaking with you all again next week. Thanks for listening!